The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. News about layoffs was hard to miss over the past six or so months, especially in the tech industry. But what does the hiring climate look like now? To answer that question, we're once again joined today by LinkedIn's chief economist, Karen Kimbrough. In this bonus episode of Get Hired, she walks us through the latest insights on the global job market so you can make the most of your next move. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs and the ever-changing landscape of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn's Senior Managing Editor for Jobs and Career Development, bringing you conversations with experts who, like me, want to see you succeed at work, at home, and everywhere in between. Karen Kimbrough, our chief economist here at LinkedIn, and her team spend all day looking at data from LinkedIn and elsewhere to understand the global economy and hiring market. She chatted with me recently to walk us through the latest insights on the global job market so you can make the most of your next move. We have these conversations with Karen each month about different topics. But for our second chat, I wanted to know what's happening in the hiring world around the globe and why things aren't as dire as many people may think. We're seeing a lot of global economies start to kind of adjust to higher rate environments. And when we look at our own data in detail, we can actually identify that there's been like a 30% decline in hiring from a year ago. And that's on average across all sectors. We are seeing still sectors where the slowing isn't that bad. Healthcare is one of those sectors that's only slowed a tiny bit. And that's relative to a really fast pace a year ago. So healthcare is holding in really well. Education is holding in. Government administration's holding in. So a lot of sectors where we still see momentum yeah. despite the tech slowdown. When we talk about hiring being down, that doesn't mean that hiring has stopped. It's down from really a record high, right? That's right. All the slowing that I just talked about, that's all from these extremely rapid paces of hiring that were sort of off the charts. So the fact that they slowed a bit doesn't mean that they're actually slower than a pre-pandemic pace. And pre-pandemic, the economy was in really good shape. The jobs market's pretty resilient. (laughs) For the labor market, it seems that except for some European countries, there's a little bit more slack, which probably means that employers have a little bit more of an upper hand than they did, let's say, six or 12 months ago, right? I feel like I can now say slack is back. Um, (laughs) In the US, the labor market had been really tight. And when I say tight, I mean, employers who are looking to fill roles uh, were struggling to find enough candidates. They were pretty much competing with each other for talent. And we're starting to see that ease up a bit. There's a little bit of rebalancing happening. And we actually talk about this in our State of the Labor Market report. Previously, there would be, for one open job on our platform, there would be one, say, active job seeker. And now, for one open job, there are two active job seekers. So the competition is now maybe a tiny bit more amongst the job seekers than it is amongst 
it's the employer. So that's why I'm saying that the slack is starting to creep back into the labor market. And the exception to that are some European countries, specifically France, Germany, Italy, and the Netherlands. And why would it be different for them where the labor market is still really tight and there's still a lot of competition for talent? It's been so interesting to see what's going on. And let me pick on Germany for a second, because it's really almost an outlier. It's a market that got, like everyone else, quite tight, meaning employers competing with each other for talent. And it really hasn't eased up that much. And why is that? Why are we seeing so much strength in Germany? And by the way, also Italy, Spain, the Netherlands, France. Those economies have actually managed to navigate what we thought would be a global downturn. And they're doing pretty well. Some of it has to do with the fact that the consumer has held in even better and is still shopping. The consumer got protected in certain countries by a lot of support from the government. So the government basically said, don't worry, we're going to cap the energy prices you pay to heat your home or to run your business for, in the case of businesses. And that left more money in consumers' pockets to spend, which meant that businesses could keep offering services, which meant that they were looking still to hire people to expand. And so it was sort of a positive momentum that happened from, I would say, some favorable spending by the German government. And also, by the way, the fact that the rest of the world was still looking to import lots of things that, say, Germany was exporting. So that meant that they made a lot of money and the German economy is actually doing quite well. And therefore, they're still looking for talent. We'll be right back after this break with Karen Kimbrough. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors. I'm Lars Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. And we're back with LinkedIn's chief economist, Karen Kimbrough. Something else that I thought was really interesting that I saw in the newsletter from the Economic Graph team is that job search intensity has increased. What is job search intensity and why would it be spiking in certain countries? I call it almost like job seeking behavior. So this idea of like, how are people approaching their job search? You could be very casual, meaning happy in my job, not really any sense of urgency, but want to look around and see what's what. Or you could have a lot of urgency and say like, I need something right now. I'm not too picky. And what we're seeing increasingly is that when people come on to do a job search, they are searching more broadly for different types of roles. And this is what we actually measure is how many applications do they make? For any particular individual, you came on, I'm just going to make up a number here. You came on and you applied to three roles and now you've come back you know, a year later and now you're applying to six roles. So you might be applying to more roles as an applicant. And that's what we saw in the US was that that intensity increased by 35% in the past year. In the UK, it was about a similar amount. Also true for most of Europe, frankly. So we're seeing this like big, 
it kind of pick up. And I think what it really means is that we're seeing a little bit more of individuals realizing that one, the market is shifting on them. It's rebalancing a little bit. Two, the inflation that's been hitting all of us and the higher rates that have come through from central banks raising rates. And so they may be more motivated to find a job that pays them what they want to earn. And also, I think people have had some time off. In some cases, they're kind of more focused on their job search and earning money. You know, when you look at this data, it's one of the reasons that I really like covering the world of work, because at a population level, you really do see the tug of war between employers and applicants, because they both know when the market is changing, and you really see it in their behaviors. What you said is so true and encapsulates what economists who look at the labor market always say, which is if you want to know what's going on, you just watch the behavior of the people in the market. <laughs> and they're the first ones to know. When people, for example, slow down and they're quitting that's a sign that they're kind of starting to hunker down. And we don't measure quitting per se, but we do measure how many times people like change roles. And what we're seeing is people are changing less and less now, preparing for maybe some slower times ahead. And that's particularly true in the US. And that's a sign that tells us like maybe things are slowing a little bit. Yeah. Another thing that I saw in the newsletter was that when it comes to remote work, employers, they seem to know they have the upper hand. And for some reason, employers seem to want people back in the office. So we're actually seeing a pretty big decrease in the number of remote roles that are being advertised, right? That's right. What we're seeing is that when employers are adding that next job that they want to hire for, they're no longer choosing to make it remote. So we're seeing fewer and fewer remote jobs. And in the past, you know, maybe a year ago, you know, you might have said like one in five jobs. So 20% of all the jobs offered remote. Now it's one in nine. So we're getting close to going from 20% to 10%, just using kind of large numbers. Yeah. And unfortunately, for people who want remote jobs, they're facing increased competition for that because as the number of remote roles shrink, a majority of people are still applying to those jobs. There's no waning in appetite for remote roles by job seekers. <laughs> and everybody loves the idea of that flexibility that remote offers or even hybrid offers. Um, so if you are a job seeker looking for a remote role, you can set alerts on LinkedIn using a remote filter that we have. And that will alert you when, when remote jobs are posted. They're still out there. There are just fewer remote roles than there were in the past. Definitely. And we've covered a lot of ground, but it sounds like hiring is still going on. But for job seekers, it seems like maybe it might take longer to get hired or things like that are happening in the job and labor market. What is your message to job seekers? It might take longer, but it doesn't have to. It's not all negative. Um, there are definitely still industries that can't hire. I have people anecdotally coming up to me saying, we just can't find enough folks. A lot of it has to do with, for example, whether there's been fiscal policy that supports a lot of expansion of big engineering projects and people are looking for engineers or different industries are looking for skills that you may have, organizational skills, managerial skills, leadership skills. So there's lots of demand still there. And we do still see hiring increases month over month in eight of the 20 industries that we're tracking. So I don't want to like leave people with a sense that like they you know have to fight tooth and nail to find the role. But I do think that if it's getting a little bit more competitive in this hiring landscape, it's really important to kind of make sure that your skills match as well as possible what the job description is looking for. 
for so that you kind of show up as an ideal candidate? Yeah. And I think that's one of the really interesting things is that there are all these variables that go into a job search. It could be where you're located. It could be what industry you're in. It could be whether you're looking for remote or hybrid roles. And all of those different things shift the balance of the reality you're facing. Yeah. There's also the idea of like contract work. So that may not be your first choice, but more and more companies that we're seeing are offering contract or part-time or project-based work. And that can be a nice way to get your toe in the water or through the door, if you will. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Karen. It's always fantastic talking with you. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you. That was LinkedIn's chief economist, Karen Kimbrough. Remember, it's up to you to put our advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue this conversation. Also, if you liked this episode, leave us a rating on Apple Podcast. It helps people like you find the show. Heck, while you're at it, click that follow, subscribe, or whatever other button you find to get our podcast delivered to you whenever it drops. Because we'll continue these conversations on the next episode, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Alexis Ramdow. Lolia Briggs is our associate producer. Asaf Gidron engineered our show. Joda Georgi mixed our show. Dave Pond is head of news production. Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer. Courtney Coop is head of original programming for LinkedIn. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.